Welcome one, welcome all to the mixiest mixtape in the history of mixtapes. It is the NFC East mixtape, a production that you can listen to on any of SB Nation's NFC East podcast networks. That's Blogging the Boys for Dallas Cowboys coverage, Bleeding Green Nation for Philadelphia Eagles, Hogs Haven for the Washington Commanders, or Big Blue View for the New York. Good once again at Football Giants. You can also watch this show on the Bleeding Green Nation YouTube channel or the Blogging the Boys YouTube channel. He is Brandon Lee Gotten from BGN. I am RJ Ochoa from BTB. Brandon, I've been dancing on my own for the last couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't know much to say. Um, it's okay. Um, I uh, I don't have much else to say either. I, You know, it was, it was a good I'll week. I'll let my it tweet stand. Um, my t- oh, yeah. You had a tweet, tweet that, that not a lot of people liked. Um, I do think I have two things that we need to address just from like a procedural standpoint for all the listeners. Um, mm-hmm. I had a handful of mixologists reach out to me and literally say some version of, I don't even watch or care about baseball, but I'm rooting for the Astros to root against mm. BLG. Um, wow. Obviously these are Cowboys fans that were saying this obviously sure. had a lot of Philly fans who were rooting for the Phillies, you know, had some handshakes, congratulations, you know, sorts of uh, messages shared uh, over the weekend. Um, but yeah, our little culture here has, has the, those kinds of tentacles. How does that make you feel? Um, that's fun. Uh, you know, added a unique layer to the mixtape that I'm sure, you know, won't be here like every season, you know, uh, you know, like most years we're going to have a similar, relatively similar format or whatever, uh, or each week. So this is a, an interesting wrinkle that we don't know will necessarily come up again. Probably won't. So, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun that people, uh, want to be involved, uh, beyond just, uh, listening to us. It's cool. Now, let me say this. All right. And this will upset you and it will upset all the Philly fans. But I have to say, sure. um, so Cowboys Eagles is maybe the best rivalry going in the NFL. Like, like who, who's who has a, like a more contentious rivalry? I mean, like Seahawks Niners back in the day, like 10 years ago was really great. But there's nothing, you know, at the level of Cowboys Eagles. But the problem with it and, and I don't think there's really a problem, but like Cowboys lose a few weeks ago. It sucks. I have to write the article that I did um you know a blog of the boys whatever uh had to give my apology letter here about aj brown like i love all the kind of uh you know taxes we're having to pay on on behalf of of our sports teams here but on some level it was like okay well they lost but they'll play again on christmas eve like you always kind of have that right after the first game and even if if you get swept right like the eagles did last year it's like well we'll come back next year right there's always the guarantee of like we're gonna get them once here we're gonna get to go over there once this is different this is a forever title that i have against the city of philadelphia i i have literally slayed this city in a championship round i am the king of philadelphia all right um <laughs> really bad vibes when it comes to uh like when, once the union blew that lead in the mls cup final like oh, i already didn't yeah. feel good about the <laughs> phillies chances but i was like there's no way the philly there's like literally a zero percent chance the phillies are going to win this game even when schwarber hit that home run i was just like it's not this is not going to happen it did um, have this like like um i know philly fans are like were really uncomfortable like i don't mean phillies but like the like general kind of philadelphia fans were uncomfortable prior to the season right like i don't like all this all these good vibes you know we, everyone needs to underrate the eagles well, again blah 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 um no but i don't it, think it, everyone was saying that no 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 not, not everyone but some people were saying that right like you know that's a, that's a silly thing but um that loss did have this like Oh my gosh! Of course, we would be the the city to lose two championships 
in a single day, right? Like it was it, it set that up ever, yeah. right? Like, like it it set that up where you your like mind goes to that worst possible place. Um, my last you know uh, victory lap I want to take. I was told Citizen Bank's Park, Citizen oh, Bank Park, on. was this so impenetrable fortress that could not be conquered. That's all I want to say. I mean, yeah. how did it go when the Astros got down in the one game early on? They crushed them. The other I game, mean, they got no hit. I, I There's nothing say, to like, cheer for. How are you supposed to cheer? And I will say I was there at that game, embarrassingly, till the end. Like, the fans were still in it to the end. And there was some tweet out there about how fans were exiting. That wasn't true. I was there. Um, You know, right, maybe right. like a couple people here and there. But the masses were generally there. There wasn't, like, swaths of empty seats. Um, They stayed till the end. And they did cheer for a team that was getting no hit. Um, So I don't – I'm not going to give you that one. Uh, the team. No, no, no. I mean, give. I say this in the full team, grace. The Phillies didn't give anyone to cheer anything about. Like, if, if uh, my point there was that if the Phillies give like the fans like a little window to cheer about, I don't think the Astros were coming back from that. And I, we saw that in the first game in Philly. But the last right. two games, they didn't give them anything to cheer about. The second game, again, they got no hit. In the third game, like the crowd was like trying to will them into that one moment. They had so many chances in that game. They had, like so many chances, so many runners left on on base. And it just didn't happen. It's just the, you know, um, bad luck. the the final game in Philly was incredibly stressful, obviously. Like, and I will say like, it, it was, it was not like the Astros cruised through the Mariners. I was never worried throughout that series. I was never worried against the Yankees, but I will say, and that's why I, I love the mixtape. Like this is my favorite show that I do. Um, I don't know if it's your favorite. If it's not, it's okay. I have another one that I do with you. So if you pick that one, I, I'm still a winner in that sense. Um, but um, it was more stressful because of the mixtape, because of the like relationship oh, sure. th- that we have going on here and the culture and everything that we've like, like it, it was a, a constant thorn in my mind. Like if the Astros lose, I'm going to have to hear about this forever from so many people. Exactly. Um, so I'm obviously on the other side of that spectrum now, which feels great. Um, but it was, it was a really fun week. Um, really fun. Sports should be that way. Sports should be full of jubilation right. and pain. That's the way sports fandom works. I'm also glad it's over from a standpoint of it's just too much. Like, just too much oh, it's a lot, it was a lot to focus on. Yeah. Like, yeah, especially the short week, the Eagles playing on a short week, and we can transition to them. But yeah, it was just like, it was just too much because it's like, I have to watch the games at night. Like, I can't. And I'm like, right. fine, it work. It's a short week. It's just like, this is too much. There's too much happening at once. It's fun, but like, I'm kind of glad it's just over because it's just like, okay, now I can kind of like get back to my life a little bit. So, um, to tie a bow on all the, the necessary things, uh, if anyone sees Brandon's Twitter profile picture, he has paid up. We're unlike one of our colleagues. We'll just leave it at that. We're people who pay up on our bets around here. All right. So, I mentioned I, I didn't bet the AJ Brown apology letter, but it was necessary. So, I gave it. Uh, I wrote the article at Blog and the Boys. We talked about that after the Eagles beat the Cowboys. Um, you have changed your Twitter profile picture. You did that last year after Dallas beat Philly in week three. Yeah. Uh, but this year, instead of the Blog and the Boys logo, it is Jeremy Pena uh, with the World Series trophy, um, just looking all sorts of badass um, as the World Series MVP. So uh, we didn't specify this, but I thought you would probably have it till the day the Eagles play. So until Monday. I don't know if, you know, whatever. Those are some loose parameters. Um, but I think everyone assumed that was a bet payoff. What I have to address, and I think I was a very good sport about this. I don't know if you had a hand in this, uh, but in case anyone does not know, at SB Nation, <laughs> we have a group of expert uh, picks that, that we make uh, every week. Um, and the rules are, everyone should read these, by the way, at SBNation.com every Thursday. Um, whoever performs the best in a given week gets to write a tweet for whoever performs the worst. You've never been either one, right, so far this season? 
No, I was I was very close. I think I was tied for a best yeah. recently, but I lost out on the tiebreaker, which is kind of a it's a finicky tiebreaker, which you also lost on. So I will acknowledge that it's a, it's a very like subjective right. tiebreaker, I think. But whatever. Um, yeah, it's stupid. Um, I will say that. Uh, but um, I lost. I was last um, this week, and Gina Kelly, our great friend, uh, was first. And again, I'm going to assume that Brandon had a hand in this uh, because when it was announced in our Slack chat that Gina won and I lost, Brandon said, what, what was your line? Like, I'm available for, for consult or what? I forgot exactly yeah. how you put it. Um, so for my first question, before I read the tweet, did you work with Gina on what my tweet wound up being? I mean, she reached out to me to consult me. Yeah. Well, after you offered your your like consulting, sure, skills. but she um, didn't have to take me up on that. I was not pressuring her. I did not message her. Of course, of course. So I'm I'm pulling up the tweet right now. So I had to write this tweet, and again, I think I was a very good sport about it. It went, um, I wouldn't say it went like viral, but it That's it, it, it had retweets and one thousand four hundred and sixty likes. It had the um, effect that I think you wanted it to have. Um, I think Gina was just happy to be a part of something funny. Um, so, um, man, I can't find the tweet now um, as I'm looking I for it. I can read it for you. Um, if the Cowboys just had a truly good quarterback like Jalen Hurts, they'd be undefeated this season. <laughs> yeah, so who literally wrote it? Like, did you, like, uh, that's my first question is who literally wrote this? I'm about to get to the, the division, but, like, did you, like, send this? And she was like, I like that, and I'll, and, and then she sent it to me? I just threw out some ideas and, okay. uh, you know, something along the lines of this. Well, so um, the way it's written is really internet-y. And a lot of people naturally assumed it was sarcasm, which it wasn't. It wasn't even like me being sarcastic. You know, it was just me mm -hmm. like literally saying it. Um, and then there were a lot of like, is this your I'm kidnapped tweet? You know what I mean? Whatever. Um, so I want to give a shout out to the people who like assumed something was up. Um, but um yeah obviously i don't feel that way um if, if that wasn't obvious um uh, but yeah i would say of all the tweets that any loser has had to write so far this season none of them have created the chaos my mentions were a disaster and they weren't like a disaster of like you know people coming at me uh, they were a disaster i don't know if you like check through this they created all sorts of arguments like all sorts of people arguing with one another like based off right. of this tweet um, and so, so it was just kind of insane, um, how it, that's kind of how like Twitter works, obviously, but like how, how people mm. can like turn something into their own, like kind of rallying cry for a fight. Okay. Uh, I'm glad to cause chaos or contribute it was to causing chaos. Very chaotic. Um, okay. So it was a very weird week in the NFC East now that we've gotten all that taken care of. Uh, the Eagles played on Thursday night, obviously one day after last week's episode. Um, it was a little bit close. We'll get there. The Cowboys and Giants are both on by. The Commanders came close. I have a Commanders take that I can't wait to get to. But first, we have to talk about the Eagles. Wow. Um, do you feel like – look, a win is a win. So, like, nobody – I think it's dumb to be like, what a bunch of losers. Like, they won, whatever. But did it feel like a more – high franchise history. <laughs> well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you were really uh, sensitive about this on the look ahead last week. But do you feel like it really was – um, well, that's – those are not my words. They're Stats' words. Uh, do you feel like it was a weaker, maybe not the weakest version of the Eagles we've seen this season, but a weaker version relative to the norm that we've seen so far? I mean, they didn't cover. So, yeah. I mean, although if Jake Elliott makes a 50-yard, 53-yard field goal in a dome, which usually I would trust him to do that, they would have covered. Uh, so it was a 12-point difference in the end. 
Um, spread was 14 or 14 and a half, I think, by the uh, by game time there. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's not an A-plus win by any means, but, like, when you consider the circumstances, um, the Texans, I think, are really bad. I've outlined that at the same time. I think they played, like, prior to this game, they played five one-score games. So it wasn't like they were getting blown out every single week. Um, also, Second, I the would Texans say... have played that many one-score games. Yeah, the Texans. Right. And uh, also... Anytime you play on the road on a Thursday night game, it's typically not like, you know, an easy spot for the road team, especially in that matchup. So like, I'll allow all that. Um, I will say moving forward, the biggest concern is the run defense. Like that's what came out of this. Obviously the Eagles are just not a good tackling team. I've highlighted that before here on the mixtape, like as I don't know, back in like week four or whatever, I was going through all the stats. So that's definitely a concern. No Jordan Davis. That certainly hurts. I would say that, uh, not to excuse the tackling issues, but to point out that if you're not a good tackling team, probably like a short week Thursday game is also going to exacerbate those issues. Like you're not going to have a better tackling performance when guys are tired uh, on top of not being good at tackling already. Um, so I would certainly say that that did not help. And uh, by, by virtue of not having to play another short week like that, that is certainly something that works in their favor. Um, but on the whole, not like concerned in a huge way after this game, because again, they won. They're eight and zero. I also think some people's takes that like, oh, the Eagles are clearly they're undefeated. But they're not the best team in the league. Didn't really age well with the well, Bills the, the Bills the look. Well, yeah, the, the Bills yeah. helped that argument a lot themselves, right? Um, and the and Chiefs the Chief, almost losing to the Titans. Yeah, they they didn't have their way with the Titans like I thought they would. So I agree. I still don't personally. I have the Eagles second in my power rankings. I have the Chiefs first, just because the, like it comes down to Patrick Mahomes versus Jalen Hurts, and I that's not a shot at Jalen Hurts. It's just Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. But I mean, you're, I still you're right on that tier. Yeah. Yeah, no, I certainly. I mean, they're, they're, I think people thought for the last like month that there was like a tier of like the Bills and Chiefs in whatever order. And then the next right. tier, however, however far down was the Eagles. I do, I'm no. more willing to put the Eagles in that mix now. But some of that is, like we said, it's the Bills and Chiefs coming down uh, as, as much as it is the Eagles also coming up. Um, I don't understand the, the phrase sliding doors like that people use a lot. I don't, I, I like, I don't know what that means. Like, um, like in just normal language. Um, but I do think there's a, a slide, as I understand the phrase, there's like a sliding doors effect happening with the Eagles here where, so, and it's really just based off of last week, which isn't fair. Like, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment, but like, obviously, uh, again, like, I don't know, what do you want to call it? Like a B minus win? Like if you're the one who said not an A plus, like even if it's a B minus, like it's fine. You'll still take a B minus win over an A plus loss. Um, but mm. so, okay. So you're talking about like a team coming off a, a proverbial B minus win. I, mm -hmm. I'm more interested in their upcoming, you know, games than I was like, I think okay. a month ago, these games, and I, I'm not even saying like the Eagles are about to lose all these games, but a month ago, mm -hmm. I thought they were far easier wins than the way I feel they're going to be now. I still think the Eagles are probably going to win most of these games, but mm -hmm. Washington on Monday night, I'm kind of like a little bit interested, like the, the bare minimum level of interested, but still, you know, whatever at Indianapolis, those losers, um, the Packers <laughs> ultra losers. But this four-week stretch that starts in week 13, Tennessee, mm -hmm. at New York, at Chicago, at Dallas. Even New Orleans can be plucky, but not really. Um, when you're recording this Tuesday morning, they were awful on Sunday night. Plus, that's the uh, the yep. first-round pick game. That four-week stretch, I like I I I don't find it to be like impossible if you if you came back from the future like they lost two or or three of those games. Like that would be the the point where the, where things unraveled just a little bit in my mind. Well, yeah, the Justin Fields reckoning is obviously coming for me, which, <laughs> by the way. 
just like uh-huh. someone said to me that like I had to like apologize for my Justin Fields takes because of his performance he had in a game where he averaged 4.4 yards per attempt. 4.4 yards passing yards per attempt. It is I have to it's kind of funny how people are equating him for that. or likening him to Jalen Hurts. Um yeah. So it's it's funny just like for the BLGness of it all. Uh but you're right, mm. that reckoning is coming hard for you. The the way the Broncos reckoning came for me last year, you're getting just and, and how closer. Yeah. And how Jeff Saturday is going to lead the Colts to a win over the Cowboys. Um, okay, like uh, let's be yeah. honest. Like a, a reckoning can't survive Jeff Saturday. Like I feel pretty safe about that one. But the Broncos one I wear proudly. Go ahead. Uh yeah, so that is a tough stretch there. Jordan Davis can be activated as soon as that Titans game. We don't know if he will be ready in terms of his recovery. It was a four to six week timeline that's on the early side for that. So he could potentially be out if the six week holds till the Cowboys game early on Christmas Eve there. Um, so yeah, that's certainly a tough schedule. And for the sake of the Eagles have to play on the road for the Giants game, the Bears game, and then the Cowboys game. And as we've talked about times many times before, just team, any kind of team that has to play three straight road games typically does not fare well in that third straight road game. It's just a lot. It's a lot to ask to have to fly around, travel like that, back to back to back. Um, so certainly, yeah, you know, I do think they're going to lose at some point. I do not agree with this bizarre ESPN uh, article that had like a, I use this for my link title today in bleedingreenation.com. There was an NFL executive who said a few late season losses would actually help the Eagles. It's so dumb. No, it would not. Um, um... But yeah, I mean, a loss is going to come probably at some point. Um, so something I do you think the Cowboys one won't because that's like Fox's diamond. But do you think that the Giants probably not the Giants? I think that Bears game that that's Eagles at Chicago for what it's worth is maybe a, a candidate to get flexed in the Sunday Night Football. I don't know if you, like right now as we're talking um, next week's Chargers Chiefs game got flexed in the Sunday that. Night Football over the Bengals Steelers game. So we're at that point in the year. Um, Sunday Night Football that yes. week is the Patriots in Vegas. Um, mm. So not exactly like a juicy game. I could see it. And the I Eagles mean, like, Bears week, you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Eagles Bears, like oh. it's two huge markets. Like, and depending on on what the Bears do between now and then, obviously they're kind of ascending, even though they lost this past week. They're they're more entertaining. Like Chicago, Chicago being a, a stimulating team is good business for the NFL. Um, so, and they don't get a lot of opportunities to flex them in, into prime time. So I, I think they could capitalize on that. I mean, plus the bears between now and then have the lions they're at Atlanta at the jets, then the Packers, and then coming off their bye. So they could be coming off like a win against the Packers. You know what I mean? Mm, it's possible. Um, my last Eagles question before we move on here, um, what is your take on the take that is floating around? There's a lot of Cowboys fans, um, dropping this. Um, we talk a lot about how the last undefeated team a year ago was the Arizona Cardinals, and they have like not recovered at all from that. Like, like they, they, they have like deeply fallen. Uh, but a lot of people are equating this team to the 2020 Pittsburgh Steelers. Maybe not the team, but like the people think the record is similarly That's hollow. I, I don't think that myself. I do think that there's I think if you get to this point and this isn't about the Eagles, but like remember, was it um, 2013? The Chiefs made it to like 13 and 0. Um, like the Chiefs and Broncos were both undefeated forever, and they both, and then they beat the Broncos before ultimately losing. I think if you get to like 10 and 0, 11 and 0, I think you're naturally just a little bit overrated because something like wonderful has happened to get you to that point. I don't care like who the team is, but like you, you've gotten lucky, and like there's going to be some holes to poke in you no matter what. The Eagles are a very good team, they're not the 2020 Steelers. Um, no. I don't think they're the 2021 Cardinals, but I, I do think that if you try, you can pick at some things, but you can do that for every team in the NFL. 
Yeah, the Steelers comparison would be bad for multiple reasons. I mean, first of all, you know, that was a weird year on the whole COVID and there's no crowds. So like, you know, it's easier to play on the road when there is no crowd noise. Um, also, uh, did the Steelers have a quarterback that people were like, this guy could be the MVP? I don't think so. I don't think people were saying Ben Roethlisberger was playing at an MVP level. I think it was very clear the defense was the strength of that team and he was doing like just enough to get by uh, as clearly not the Eagles formula here. So yeah, definitely not a good comparison. Um not unbeatable. I, I just saw uh, Football Outsiders had the Eagles like 15th out of 25 teams in DVOA history. So that's since 1981 to be 8-0. So like, like through the through eight games, just to be specific. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To be. Right. So they're like, they're not one of the worst 8-0 teams ever by right. any means, but they're also not one of the best. They're somewhere in the middle there. And I think that's fine and uh, reasonable to say. Still a team that has never trailed in the second half this year. Still a team that has had at least a 12-point lead in every single game. They're like, they're they're a very good team in a in a league. So everyone wants to do, you know, and there was graphics like this. I know you and stats got tagged in them. Like, who did the Eagles beat? You can do that for literally any team. Like, go through any teams. Who has, like, an impressive resume right now? Do the Cowboys have an impressive resume? Who's the best team they beat? The Bengals, when they were really struggling early on and also, like, just got blown out by the Browns and Jacoby Brissett. Like, like what's what's the Cowboys' signature win that looks great on their resume? Um, I'm not. So first of all, this isn't my argument, but <laughs> but yeah, second no, I'm of not all, arguing right. with you. I'm just saying like against I, the that premise that oh, Eagles haven't done anything. Who I who has that, done something? I think like the mount that people put up for certain teams is um is specific to the time of year you beat them. Like I'm not. I'm not saying the Cowboys beating the Rams was impressive. I picked them that week with Cooper Rush, but it was more impressive than it would be now. You know what I'm saying? And like, and and the opposite side of that spectrum. And I this isn't a shot of the Eagles, but like, I didn't think that I I thought the win against the Vikings was impressive when it happened in week two. I'm obviously a believer in the Vikings, mm-hmm. but I I don't I didn't think it was impressive. You know, like as much as I would think if they beat them today. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it like think circumstances change. We talk about that all the time. Um, I would say that maybe the team. Uh, Miami's probably the team that has like the the resume, right? Like, they beat Baltimore, they beat Buffalo, right? Like they're they're the team that's kind of survived My some dolphins. of those things. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, that would be the one. Um, maybe that's about it. I mean, that, that's about it. It's tough. And Tua tough. hasn't I mean, uh, lost the game where he's finished or started and finished. Yeah. If if Minnesota beats Buffalo next week, that would be. That might be the most impressive one of the season because you would have this like you beat the pissed off Bills, right? Like that's the take everyone's got this week is like, oh, the Bills are going to be all upset because they lost. Blah, blah, blah. And it's in Buffalo um, or do, we, do you know that? That is in Buffalo. Yeah. Okay. That's the yeah, first game they're going to yeah, play. The sure. next the next one will be in Arizona, just so we're clear. Uh, but um, but yeah, anyway, um, what a good time. I, my Vikings, I believed when nobody else did. I was laughed at. I was scorned. Um, we obviously don't have a lot of Cowboys things to talk about with them um, being on their bye last week. Thank you, Bear. What do you make of this? Actually, let me phrase the question this way as Bear Barks. On a one to ten scale, with ten being the most, how much would it ner- how how nervous would it make you if the Cowboys did sign Odo Beckham Jr.? Yeah, I thought that's where this question was going. Uh probably like a three. Um, because I, I I don't know where he's at health wise, you know. He, the ACL tear was what? Like this pretty late. It was February. Um, like by and obviously different players, different severities, but for example, uh, Tyree Jackson, who was a tight end for the Eagles, um, and Brett Toth, who's a backup of the lineman, they both got hurt in that Week 18 Eagles Cowboys game last year, and like they have not even been activated yet to the to the roster. So um, they're they're about to get there potentially, but like you know that's like so that basically that was a whole month before OBJ. So obviously there's time before the end of the season here. We're only in November. There's a whole month to go, but it just it seems like 
Um, it's certainly better than not signing him. I think it makes them a better team potentially, but I just don't know like how much I would be scared of him because I don't know where he's really going to be at health-wise and, and how much he's going to be able to contribute. I would feel like it would be a, a role player kind of at most. I think it's like, I don't, I don't know that there's a move any team can make that like takes them from like zero to 10 on any type of scale, but I do think it would be very exciting. And I, I'm starting, this is not the yeah. normal, like, um, Cowboys are connected to X player and like, just kind of rumors like this feels really real, uh, compared to most other things. The Cowboys were connected to Brandon cooks right before the trade deadline. They were, um, on Sunday when the like report really started about the Odell interest, um, buried within that was that they tried to trade for Jerry Judy as well. So you're talking about, they, they tried to trade for two different receivers. Odell's a free agent, right? Like it, it just makes sense for them to do that. I think he's the best possible option for them. They clearly have a, a weakness at, at receiver right now. And, I, you can make an I, I could sit here and make an argument like, well, Dak missed five games that changes like, you know, things. But, you know, other receivers have found ways and blah, blah, blah. Uh, people are making a big deal about how no Cowboys receiver has had a hundred yard game this year. I mean, that that is so like meaningless to me. Um, but if Odell comes in, I mean, if you're top three receivers and I understand he's come back from a torn ACL, Michael Gallup's coming back from a torn ACL. He's been back, obviously, right. for a little while now. It's taken him and a little while to kind of. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah I mean. I, I don't think it like, boom, Super Bowl, like right away. But I do think, I mean, I, I think they have to do it. I, and I, I mean, it it really, it, it, would, it would make me feel all the more confident in their offense. And so um, I hope it happens. That's kind of where I'm at. It would be, it would be fun too. Like, I, I can't remember, like it might be T.O. The last time they got like the superstar personality, like somebody on that level. Um, so it'd be really fun. It'd be fun to see Odo back in the division. Like, couldn't you just see like, you know, the graphic or whatever the like package that Fox would do ahead of that Cowboys Eagles game with Odell, like warming up at AT&T stadium, like wearing the hoodie and stuff. Like it just, it feels very like NFC East Cowboy. This is the most NFC East possible thing that can happen in this year of the NFC East mixtape. Like we've gotten all sorts of treasures this year. Carson Wentz traded in Washington, mm. the Astros Phillies world series. Give us Odell on the Cowboys ahead of a Christmas Eve matchup against the Eagles. We need it. I wouldn't, I'd like to see him go against the Giants, too, obviously. Uh, I don't know when the Cowboys play the Giants next. Okay, so probably not then. No, um, yeah, because probably not ready until December. I uh, I never liked – I was never an Odell guy. When he, Even with these, the Giants, I know he's talented. I can acknowledge that. But super big loser energy vibes when he was there. And uh, just, I mean, the, like, the again, end was really, really bad, like from a vibe standpoint. But, like, but there were cracks in the armor along the way there. Like there were things I saw like leading up to that. Like I was just like, I know this guy is a talented objectively, but I would not want him on my team because he's bringing this loser energy that I just, I'm not buying into that. Like I'm not buying into him being on a successful team. And obviously he just won the Super Bowl with the Rams. Um, although, you know, they were just so loaded and everything. I, I don't, I, so he was just a complimentary piece at that point, as opposed to the guy. I don't believe in him being like, you're very, like your leader of the team, your best player. Kind of, I don't believe in that. Um, and that's not what he would have to be clearly for the Cowboys. Um, but I never believed in that. And, um, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I'm not like super concerned about it, but, um, more than, more than not at all. So yeah, I'll stick with the three. Um, the trash is here. So Bear is pissed off. Bear is also really proud of Justin Fields. Like that's his um his dude now, apparently. Um four point four yards per attempt. This is the victory lap. People are taking four point four. I, I, do. I know he had a great rushing game. That's great. Which is more sustainable? What's gonna hold up? His ability as a passer, there's ability to run for like a hundred yards well, every game. I mean, th- these I don't want to like I'm not having this conversation, but like, 116 net passing yards. I'm not 116. Like, I'm I'm not advocating for him, but again, this this feels very Jalen Hurtsy, right? Like we didn't know. Like, can he can Hurts he evolve? Better a, than this. 
I, look, the question was, could Jalen Hurts evolve as a passer? He did. I mean, and, and he's done it in his third year, right? Like, so I, that that's going to be the comp is like, watch out, blah, blah, blah. We're going to see all sorts of like, we talk about like the graphics. There's going to be like uh, Justin Fields' first two years graphic comparison to Jalen Hurts' first two years graphic comparison, which will be even more annoying if Jalen Hurts does win MVP, which I think he's the front runner for right now. And if I, I think he's Fallon losing. I think his biggest competition is Mahomes. And I think that helps him. Like, because it's so hard to win a, a second one. Like, you have to do something even better than your MVP season. And it'd be very difficult for Mahomes to do that, obviously. But and um, also, like, if the Eagles remain undefeated, it's just going to be a kind of like right. a trump card there. It's like, it's, it's going to go in their favor. Um, so, last thing on the Cowboys. This is, and I'm, I've, I feel like I've upset a lot of Philly fans, but, and this is going to upset some of them again, maybe you. I, so, it sucked when the Cowboys lost to the Eagles. But I think you understand that there was this natural, um, like, reservation from a Cowboys standpoint. Like, and again, it sucks. Like, it, it's never, like, not painful to lose, you know, in this rivalry, right? But there was this natural, like, and, and like, yeah, as a Cowboys fan, you could talk yourself into, like, oh, it's going to happen. You're going to do it. But, like, on some level, you know the, like, ceiling of, of what that game was for the Cowboys, right, with mm-hmm. Cooper Rush, your quarterback. And so I say this with, like, with respect, it felt like Eagles fans were way more juiced for that game than Cowboys fans were because you're, you're operating at full strength, right, compared to the Cowboys. And so, like, I didn't really feel like like the full version of my Cowboys fan self ahead of that game. And I feel the way I think Eagles fans felt ahead of this week with the Cowboys going to Lambeau Field, Mike McCarthy going back. The Packers have been the big brother for the Cowboys and ended their playoff runs. You know, two of their better ones, obviously, in recent history. So this this feels really like, let's go show them. Let's go, like, drag them. This one's for Mike. And it does, like, at least the, the vibes I get from Justice Mosqueda, who I'm going to talk to this week for BTV, mm. is, like, Packers fans are so, like, apathetic about it. They're like, whatever, dude. Like, who cares? Like, come, fine, come hang 50 on us. We don't care. We hate Rodgers, too. You know what I mean? Like, it. but I, I'm very interested in the Mike McCarthy factor. Um question for you after you're done sneezing there uh Bless me. did cooper rush starting for the cowboys explain why micah parsons didn't do anything in that eagles game uh, again like i'm not saying like the eagles shouldn't feel happy about the win but you understand why there was a, a like it's not difficult for you you, to get, what there was a, a, you anyway, get what i'm saying too though but go ahead mike mccarthy I, I didn't dispute it i'm just saying like that's a common thing it's just like you can't it's just like cooper rush explained everything about that game uh anyway uh yeah, I mean, this is a I'm, justice. Speaking of justice, our good friend from the SB Nation NFL show, if you are not familiar with justice and who runs Act, a packing company, as RJ said, um, has been saying leading up to this game for weeks, even with the Packers losing, like just, just beat McCarthy, just beat the Cowboys. Like that's their Super Bowl at this point because expectations have gotten so low there. And I watched the uh, Packers lose to the Lions on uh, Sunday. And man, just yeah. a, an all time bad vibes team. It's just like. <laughs> Lions, Lions have the, one of the worst defenses in years, years, and the Packers just like looked terrible. Couldn't get, couldn't, couldn't, could not get it done. Rodgers is like under throwing receivers, like just putting the ball. Like it was just that that team is in such a bad way right now. The energy there is terrible. So yeah, I mean, why they've they've lost all benefit of the doubt. No one can in their right mind pick the Packers like anytime soon until they show something to believe in. They've shown nothing to believe in. I agree with you completely, and that's why um, like people are like, is this a trap game for the Cowboys, blah, 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 whatever. My my no. thought process on it is like, well, 
I, I mean, like, I think it is because of the emotion, right? Like, it, like or it's, a, it's an emotional game because of McCarthy, because it's the Packers, because it's the Cowboys, you know what I mean? Like, all this stuff. And so, like, the, the way we've talked about, like, with the Eagles, like, with, like, the Steelers game, like, oh, is this a trap game? Go vanquish them. You know what I mean? Go, go, go end them. Like, go, 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 like, make, it's not a game. It's a decision. So go, go up there and just end the narrative, end the conversation, and just, like, get to work. So that's, that's what I'm hopeful the Cowboys will do, obviously. Um, okay, let's take a very quick break to hear our word from our sponsors. Brandon, welcome back. Um, during the break, you told me that you went and got a cup of Jello out of the fridge. What color is it? Red. Is that your favorite? I don't know if I have a favorite Jello. I'm, I'm fine with Jello, but I'm not like. I think red stuff is, is kind of overrated. Like people are like, my favorite flavor of Gatorade is red. That's. I'm not really a big fruit punch. I'm not. What's your favorite Gatorade flavor? Melon. Oh, I think we've talked about this. Yeah, bad answer. Yeah. Uh, I like strawberry the best. I think it's the best. It's a rare I don't think flavor. that's a real flavor. It everywhere. Oh, it I've, is. Ne- I've never had it to that flavor. point. And not strawberry kiwi or whatever. There's like a strawberry like hyphen flavor. Not No, not that one. Like the actual just the strawberry. What color is it? It's pink. So it's like it's not like it's more pink than red is my question. Yeah, easily. Yeah, definitely okay. more pink. And uh, okay. I think that adds to it too. I like the aesthetic. I like how it looks. It's fun. You know what flavor um, doesn't age well as you age as a person? Um, you know, like when like Gatorade or Powerade has like the like clear or it's like a white, like like Arctic whatever. When you're a kid, that's super cool. And then when you get older, it's just like gross. So, yeah, the Arctic cherry, I think it is now. Forget. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's stupid. Fine. Whatever. The New York good once again at Football Giants um, were on by themselves. Um, and I have to sneeze again. So I'm going to fight it off. On Bless Monday, you, though, we found out. Thank you very much. I can do it. Um, anyway, uh, on Monday, we found out that even though they were on bye, they have lost a player, Xavier <laughs> McKinney, uh, one of their better players. So, uh, well, his explanation uh, was that he was in Cabo and uh, he was on uh, an ATV and had an accident with his hand. So he's going to miss a few weeks. What's up with the Giants and hand injuries, man? Like, it's not a good, not a good theme here. I mean, uh, RJ is still silent. He's yeah, I'm, I'm waiting there, on, on but, the, but it's it's okay. We normally don't do it at this um, this hour. We don't normally don't record. Um, but how big of a deal is this? It's a really big deal. I mean, he's probably been one of their. I think Giants fans would say he's been one of their best defensive players this year. I'd, I'd say um um uh I can't why uh, uh, Dexter Lawrence has probably been their best. I think you'd argue kind of like playing at an all pro level really, but certainly in the secondary. I know you have Adoree Jackson there too, but I mean. McKinney's they're easily at the very least their best safety. Um, I think if we are if I'm to be correct, we had Xavier McKinney on our all NFC East team. Um, one of the better safeties in the division, you would certainly say that team's uh, gonna be epic next year, by the way. Like yeah, compared to the last few a lot of Eagles on that list. <laughs> uh rip I you know what? I'm not I've I've taken my victory laps. I'm not I'm not gonna revisit the Hassan Reddick, Michael Parsons conversation. I'm not gonna do that it. That was such like that was such a throwaway line that like mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. that I don't even remember saying. And I also did not impassionately defend or passionately defend at any point. Um oh, the Giants have two more games at home before their Thanksgiving Day matchup uh against the Cowboys. Uh they have the Houston Texans this week and the Detroit mm-hmm. Lions. We feel confident that they get to eight and two. Right before Thanksgiving Day. What what are these games again? Texans and Lions. Um, yeah, both both at home, both at noon. I think they could lose one. 
Like, I, yeah, like maybe they lose that Lions game. I could kind of see that. One of those two. I actually, I'm gonna say they do. They will lose one. Not both, but one. They will lose one. Um. Wow. Lock it up. Um. By the way, um, you won your lock of the week last week on the look ahead. I pushed. Um. That's so, right. you know, so tough, a loss. Tough yeah. for me. But after that, we do get NFC East Mageddon once again. I don't know if I don't. I hadn't realized this. I don't know if you realized this. Uh, but so no. starting Thanksgiving Day, the Giants are at Dallas, obviously, for, for Thanksgiving Day, as mentioned. Then uh, the next week, they host the Commanders. Then the following week, they host the Eagles. And then the following week, they're in Washington. So four weeks in a row, the New York Giants playing an NFC East game. That's crazy. Why? Mm. Why do that? Like, that's so stupid. But I guess this year, it kind of works out. I know, like, the Jets and Patriots are playing in, like, three out of – two out of their, like, three games. I think there's a buy-in there for one of those teams or whatever. So maybe it's three out of – or two out of four. Um, but yeah, just dumb scheduling, I think. Uh, not as bad as last year. It's <laughs> like really dumb. Um, well, to but... your point, the, the commanders, bear, enough. Your point has been made. The commanders have their bye sandwiched between those Giants games. So they're two games in a row will play the Giants. Um, okay. Um, how do, do we think they split those? No, I think the Giants sweep them. I, I, I don't, think the I don't believe in them. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm I think the commanders are like good enough to be cute, but I mean like like that's what I like for next Monday night, like I think like oh maybe maybe it'll be like a little contentious, but like I don't doubt that they'll lose all these games. Um okay. Speaking of the commanders, I'm about to close this door to get Bear out of here, but it's time for Kirk Cousins talk. So fire people up. Um I don't know what RJ is throwing that to me. I don't know what it's supposed to Okay, so the commanders lost to the Vikings. Um Kirk at an 81.8 pass rating. So, wow, he really lit him up. Um, uh, oh, you're back already. I, I look like to see on the uh, the stat line there. Yeah, I mean, I so how do you feel about my take? Because I had this take last week that I thought the commander's past couple wins said more about their opponents being bad than it did about the commander's actually being like back and really good. I and agree. It's not like they got owned by the Vikings. Um, it was a, you know, a three point game ended up being decided on like a last second kind of field goal. Uh, but I would, you know, I don't, I don't think it was like the, the commanders were ever like, did they even have a, oh, so they did have a lead in this game. Uh, okay. They're up 17. They were, they were up by 10. I mean, yeah. so, and that, this was my thing. They were up by 10 and they were chanting, you like that at Kirk. <laughs> and dude, that is the biggest big loser energy of all time. Like the, the one, like. It was dorky, but the one like cool moment of pride he gave you, you know what I mean? Like throughout his time there, and like that was not I, a moment of pride. They, that was a big win for them. Like, do you do you remember who they beat? Because I had to look it up. I didn't remember. It was, it was no, actually it was not that impressive. It was the Jameis Light Bucks. Um, but <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but still, like that's so lame, dude. Like clowning on this dude for for like, and he saved them a- after the RG three stuff. I mean, he gave them a viable franchise quarterback. Like you can argue about how good he was or wasn't or whatever, but he was a, a stable franchise quarterback for them, the most stable one they've had this century. And like that's so stupid to clown him like like he and and like he burned the team. Like they, they the front office messed that up. Like I thought that was so sure. lame from the commanders. Well, we should probably zoom out a bit here because speaking of so our you know, obviously this loss damages the commanders' chances of, you know, being a fourth uh nfc's team in right. the, the playoffs uh not to say it still can't happen but uh probably not likely especially because they have to play still a lot of the good the better teams uh than them in the nfc east uh but zooming out a bit here absolutely need to talk about how it looks like dan snyder's gonna sell a team 
And as I've said on other podcasts, and you know, so originally it was reported as like he can, he hired the Bank of America to help consult, uh, and it was kind of left vague as like he might sell part of the team or the whole team. But then I believe Jake Glazer said on Fox uh, NFL Sunday that like he's selling the team at some point, probably. So uh, as I have said on BGN Radio, uh, like I feel like there's this weird uh, thing that people do where they're like fans are like they acknowledge how bad Dan Snyder is and maybe because they're decent human beings they're like he should not be in the NFL because the NFL is a worse product overall with him in it because he is a bad uh, clearly like not a great person and um you know you don't want that associated with the sport you like but you know if you're me or you like you absolutely want Dan Snyder just I want him to be there forever because then the commanders never have a chance to have sustained success with him so like I'm not like good because literally any o- other owner that the commanders get will be an upgrade, even if it's like the next worst possible owner, it's still an upgrade. And it, it doesn't look like it's going to be, I mean, I don't know how good Jeff Bezos and company are going to be as owners, whatever, but like they do have money. So they're probably going to throw a ton of money in a new stadium. They have like all the facility. money. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And players and free agency. So like that concerns me because that doesn't guarantee they're going to be successful, but they're, they're going to be in a much better spot than they are right now. So I'm not worried about this in the short term. But this is certainly a, like a long-term concern for me. Um, so that it's not like I think the commanders are necessarily going to be a juggernaut, but they're not going to be like a, just a team you can automatically write off like they pretty much are every year under Dan Snyder. I have a few um, concerns. I think like what's your concern Dan- level with that? Mike, mine's like a nine. Yeah, I think so. I mean, so like, so like to be very clear on the scale of like one to 10 horrible person scale, Dan Snyder is a 10, right? Like he's, he's a horrible person. Um, He does not deserve an NFL team, right? Like in in those vacuums, we agree. This is like a Dave Gettleman thing. Like, please Dave Gettleman, never leave the Giants. Like make make sure this team is as bad as possible. But like, you know, like BLG is not advocating for Dan Snyder, just to be very clear. Cause that was the mind stats cleared up um, on the look ahead when we talked about this. But so um, I think what, what concerns me, is so like i i like i think we all like acknowledge jerry jones has had like some some bad seasons as the owner gm president of the cowboys like from a football standpoint but he's also had some really successful ones like and i i don't think jerry's like as ill-equipped as people make him out to be i don't think he's as equipped as he himself makes himself out to be but like you know like we agree like the cowboys have had high levels of off the field and on the field success in his tenure like the commanders have not had any on-field success like not at all like nothing in, in dan center's t- like it is literally 100 percent terrible embarrassing bad football production save for rg3's Maybe like, year. Yeah, yeah a season here and there but nothing sustainable right so like you're literally getting rid of somebody who has com- like this this was i know we have like a lot of younger fans this was a once very proud franchise in fact i would i would argue I wouldn't argue it that strongly, but like prior to Dan Snyder's ownership, this was a more successful team in the division than the Eagles. Like the Eagles have kind of in the Dan Snyder era surpassed them to, to become a better NFC East team historically. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, for the longest time, Cowboys fans, their their top rival was Washington in, in this division. Yep. And so, I mean, he has he has really messed this up. And so I'm concerned that they'll get better as a football team. But I'm also concerned. I'm not saying I think Jeff Bezos is cool. But, like, we're hearing all sorts of rumors, like, you know, like Matthew McConaughey's tied to it. Like, I'm concerned that they could become Jay-Z. Cool. Well, yeah, like, cool is not the right word, but, like, respectable and, like, a place you would want to go, like, a place you would want to play. Like, a you know, like, if they do build a new facility or what a new stadium, like, they'll have all these new toys and gadgets and, and gizmos, whatever. And so they, it's mm-hmm. now, like, 
it's not just like, man, the football team sucks. The, the stadium's falling apart. It falls on opposing players. You know, like everything's terrible, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm, I'm concerned from a competitive standpoint about order being restored there um, because I'm, I've never been to D.C., but or I have been to D.C., sorry. Uh, I was in high school, but like probably a nice place to live, right? Like cool stuff. You get to you know be in the nation's capital, whatever stock you put into that. I mean, like, you know, East Coast life, whatever. Like, I mean, you know, it wasn't good enough for Bryce Harper, but I mean, you know, like he, he it, it would suck. I mean, it, w- it would suck if they got a lot better with, with infinite pockets. And what would be really a- annoying, like to, to be full football fan, Jeff Bezos, obviously Amazon, right? Like it, it, they would be like the most Thursday night football lead team. Like it, we, we would get like inundated with <laughs> all like, of their cut- games are Thursday night football. Well, like they would, they would have so much like marketing and like, you know, because the, an NFL owner theoretically would, would have like a level of ownership over like some broadcast rights. It would be, they would become like the, the way the Rams annoy us with how front and center they are in terms of NFL coverage. That would be them to a different degree. So, you know, uh, from our perspective, not good news, but certainly if you're a commander fan, then yes, I do. Oh, like, from, this is the, I'm, this is the greatest time to be a commander. Yeah, fan exactly. in a long time. So yeah. taking myself out of the Eagles perspective for a bit, like, yeah, this is obviously awesome for them. They should feel amazing about this. Um, it's what they've been asking for um, from a, you know, if I'm again, to remove any kind of, personal rooting interest and look at it from an NFL standpoint. Yeah. I think it's great that, that the commanders would get turned around and actually have a chance to at least be a viable team instead of being an automatic joke uh, every year. And you're kind of just rooting against um, the inevitable. So yeah, uh, definitely a big concern. It's just like, it's kind of what we were talking about with the giants, you know, when they got, which we can transition into here, uh, Dable and Shane, it was like, Oh wow. This is now like has the potential to be legitimate. Yeah. Yeah, NFL franchise, uh, and that's bad news for us, but certainly good news for them and their fans. I brought up Wink Martindale. I think that's a, like an important subplot to that because when you have somebody respectable as your head coach and a respectable general manager, somebody like Wink Martindale is willing to go be your defensive coordinator. When yeah. I, when it's you know Joe Judge, it's like, well, we got Jason Garrett. Like, and I'm not trying to bag on Patrick Graham, but you know what I mean. Like, it's you have to stumble into something as opposed to being able to procure something great. Um, mm-hmm. You're you're not like a hotbed destination. Um, so yeah, that um that stinks. Um, okay, it's prediction time. Uh, we have three games because the Eagles play the Commanders this week. Uh, so we will go in chronological order as far as how these games will happen. The New York Giants uh, will be hosting the Houston Texans, our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, as I say that sentence slowly so that my app can open up and I can look at it in front of me. Um, our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook who sponsor us over the SB Nation NFL show have the Giants favored by six and a half points. I'll take the Giants here. I know I said they're going to lose one of their next two, so I guess I have them losing to the Lions. Um, uh, But the Texans are a tough team. I mean, Davis Mills is clearly not any good. Damian Pierce is a nice player, but I think the Giants' defensive line can kind of handle him uh, with Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams there. And uh, I think they'll do a decent enough job of bottling him up. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Texans just not a good football team. So, It'd be funny if the Giants like blasted them. You know what I mean? They'd be there would like the takes would be like, well, the Eagles had a little bit of trouble with it. You know, like it would it would be really funny. So from a chaos standpoint, that's what I predict for. Also, it would be the first time the Giants have really done that this year. Like having you know, it's all these one score games. They haven't like blasted anybody. Who, who's the team they've most um, like regard like irregardless of score? Who's the team they've most like? No, dominated? not a word. Well, I guess they did make it a word retroactively. Irregardless. Yeah, like who, who's the team they've most like like had their way with? Again, like. Irrespective of the score, I, th- I think the, the answer is the Packers. I guess so. Yeah, true. Wow. 
Interesting. Okay, so I'm, I'm taking the Giants, too. Um, again, rooting for chaos. The Dallas Cowboys are five-point favorites at Lambeau Field against the Green Bay Packers. Mike McCarthy's revenge. Yeah, I'll take the – I mean, again, no one – no one. No one should be – like, why – what are you What are you hanging your – that's a phrase we use a lot here. What do you hang your hat on with? I'm literally it's, wearing It's like – it's history. That's all – it. you know what I'm saying? It's like um, – like I asked a friend – I don't mean to, like, you know, go off on a tangent, but I asked a friend – because I tweeted this out, too. I, I said, who are the top five quarterbacks in the NFC? And I was, like, texting my friend about it. Jalen Hurts, number one. Right. What, so uh, my, my friend Jimmy, who is um, at game six, by the way. So, once again, shout out to the Astros. Um yeah, you know, he said, "Well, you can't really put guys like Gino over Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, can you?" And I was like, yeah, "Why not? Can. Like, <laughs> like you, you can. Like, I, I, I mean, recognize if you're talking about legacy, no. But if you're right, talking no, no, about right we're, now, we're, yeah. we're talking about who they are today. Like, I recognize that it sounds or feels stupid to do that, like in your brain, if you've been watching football forever. But like, if you're just what, like, if you were an alien and landed here this season, you'd be like, this Aaron Rodgers dude stinks. Like, I, I think the five names that I settled on are Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, which is just great for my brand." um geno smith and then who's five like who's who's the f- the fifth name it might be brady um or it might be justin mm. fields i don't know which one would upset you more <laughs> no come on <laughs> who's the fifth who's the fifth best again just pick a name like give me the fifth name so what did you say again i said hertz Dak, cousins geno those are the four top All four right, cool. quarterbacks in the conference who's the fifth Daniel Jones. I mean, so it's Daniel Jones. Tom Justin Fields is in the conversation for that fifth spot no, right he's now. Not. No, he is not. Four point four yards per attempt, baby. Dude, again, it's more about like like you talked about the Commanders' win says more about the quality of their their opponents than it does Hurts. like them. It's more about like the quality of the no. field, no pun intended, than yeah. it is about Justin Fields. I think you have to go with Daniel Jones. I think you, I mean, you could say, I mean, Jimmy G on a good day is him, but he's, you know, the very, that's what I'm there. saying. I like, think... I'm, I'm more willing to give that to Brady than I am to Rogers right now. Like, that's what I'm saying. like I can kind of talk myself into Brady being that fifth, but man, it's, it's tough cookies right now in the NFC. Yeah. I guess I'd go Brady. Just cause yeah. he, I think he does deserve more benefit of the doubt right now than Rogers does. Right. Um, so we're both taking Dallas to cover the Packers five points, Lambeau field. Yeah, what would your level of concern be if the, the Cowboys somehow did lose that game? It would be that super annoying. It, it would be super annoying to breathe life into this Packers team, right? Like, I would be annoyed if anybody, like, breathed life into this Packers team. But, like, for it to be the Cowboys, for and, like, because you, like, you would enjoy it, but, like, Aaron would have the, like, most smug quote of all time afterwards about McCarthy. That would really irk me. Um, let me ask this question, a question this way. What would be impressive? For the Cowboys to do in this game, because it's hard to do something impressive when you're like an overwhelming favorite like this. But given the like tiny emotional, it's not tiny. I think it's massive, like emotional element of this game. What would be impressive? Just like a blowout win. I mean, however it comes. Uh, I would say here that you know I just raised the the concern issue. Like if they do lose, um, I had a point. I totally forgot it. My bad. <laughs> Never mind. They'll come back to me in like five minutes when you're talking. It's okay. Um. So, okay, we're both taking um, the Giants to cover, both taking the Cowboys to cover. Final game, Monday night football. Um, Eagles first Monday night. No, second Monday night game this year. Wow. Um, you know, they, they, they give yep. the big boys only one Monday night game, so it's understandable. Uh, but anyway. Uh, this one's in Philly. But the this, big boys in primetime less. This was – do you think uh, – before I ask you to pick, do you think that we'll see some, like, Carson Wentz moment, like, you know, like on field or whatever, like, you know. Is, I, actually, he might not even make the trip. Cause he's on, you know, IR or yeah, whatever. I don't IR. know, but 
So I mean, maybe he would come because, like, you know, see old friends or whatever, because there was some of that going on before the Commanders game in Week Three. But um, I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, I like the Eagles in this one. They're they're double digit point favorites for the third straight week, which is you know, eleven is the line as of this moment. Just so we're all clear. Yeah, I think it was at like ten and a half on Monday. Um, Covering is a little tough because they the Commanders have played teams you know competitively recently. Those teams have not been great teams: the Bears, the uh, Colts, and the Packers. So not like the most impressive resume there. Although you know they kept it close against the the Vikings. Heineke is certainly an upgrade of what uh, Wentz was when the, these two teams met in Week Three, and the Eagles were able to sack Carson Wentz nine times. And prior to the game. I was like, you can set your watch to Carson Wentz fumbling in a big moment, and that's going to, you know, be a, a big deal breaker uh, or be a big death knell for the Commanders. And sure enough, it was. Um, although that game wasn't even as close as it looked. Like, and the final score was twenty-four eight, but the Commanders only scored on their final drive of the game, like clearly dar- garbage time. The Eagles had backup defenders in the game at that point, um, so it wasn't really close at all. But I do expect this game to be closer because Heineke will at least give the there's some kind of chance won't be as bad as Wentz was, I think, in that game. And then Chase Young might be back. Big deal. Uh, that's not confirmed yet, but uh, he he was his window has been activated. He was not activated for their Vikings game, but I think he might be able to play this week. So that's cer- certainly um, a factor as well. Uh, I will take the Eagles to win. feel pretty good about that. Um, I'll take them to cover too, but it's close. I don't feel like amazing about it. I, I'll say they cover, but it's it's not like a lock. I would, I'm not making this my lock of the week. I think it's a backdoor cover if they cover, like it's some sort sure. of like they, they, you know, like you get a touchdown with like six minutes remaining to kind of like you know cover the line. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm more, I mean, let me be very clear. I want the Eagles to lose every game, but like I'm more nervous about the Eagles this time around than I was last time, uh, just because you've, you've, you know, you've been on like the Wentz being terrible training for years now, um, and you were right, right? Like you, you know, there's like he's gonna fumble, like all the things happen, like that. That isn't mm. a factor. Like Taylor Heineke is like an adult, you know, back there. That that's not the right word. But um, are you aware of his tradition, by the way, Taylor Heineke's personal one? No. So when he wins, like when when he, when, he, when the Commanders win, and he's quarterback, obviously, the he the week after, um, he rewards himself by buying a pair. I I might have the like details of this wrong. But buying a pair of Jordans, I don't know like what kind. I'm not like a shoe person, so Rachel, you can. Well, he gets a bonus this. with each win too, like right. Because of his contract, yeah. So Rachel, uh, who does a fantastic job putting this together, you can correct me on whatever the type is, and I say that respectfully because I don't know. I'm not that cool. Um, he buys a pair in the colors of the team that he just beat. You know, so okay. so like after they beat the Colts, he bought like some blue and white ones. You know what I'm saying? So like, um, interesting. You know, he might be getting a you know pair of midnight black or midnight green whatever in black and white you know do you really believe that, that are, you might do that i mean i do think we're we're approaching we're approaching the headline across the internet this the eagles first loss of the season was good for them like that that headline is lurking around a corner you know what i'm saying like because and i think that there's truth to that like i don't i, I agree with you like oh like losing multiple no. games but like it's it's such a difficult thing to keep like this thing going right like to keep this like undefeated undefeated like it becomes a bigger burn's not the right word but it becomes a bigger thing every week um so on your back yeah it wouldn't like calling it a good thing is not the right way to put it but i do think there will be like a natural relief right like okay you know like it's over like now we can just focus on the super bowl you know what i mean whatever um so um yeah i don't know but um i think the i'll take washington to cover i'm not going to pick philly to lose until 
Christmas Eve at least, but until they they've lost, like I don't I don't think you, you should pick an undefeated team to lose until they give you a reason to. I know that they've sputtered and had moments where it's like whoa, but they've found a way no matter what. Um, but yeah, so, and that's every team too. It's just like it's not unique to the Eagles. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So um, I'll take Philly to win, Washington to cover, which would give us if we're correct in our wins losses, that would put Philly at nine and zero. The Cowboys and Giants at seven and two apiece, and the Commanders mm-hmm. at five four and, and six. no four and six. Wow. Okay. Wow. So um, kind of kill off any probably remaining hope or kind of for the Commanders there. Yeah. Um, so um, last thing before we wrap it up, what is a non-football thing that you a want to watch this week? And B, recommend to other people to watch this week. I'm so behind on, because again, like the World Series has been eaten right, up. Right. I'm so behind on shows. So it's not even anything like new or interesting. I just, I I think I got to like four or five episodes, both in of House of uh, the Dragon and the Lord of the Rings show. So mm. I kind of just want to finish those, especially because I, you know, it's one of those things where uh, I also listen to some podcasts based around that. But like that's on hold too, because I need to watch right. the show first. Uh, so I definitely want to get to that. I've been like barely been keeping up with Survivor. I am caught up to date, but like it's like I have I've been, I don't think I've watched live um, like almost most of the season this year, which is unusual for me. I love to watch it live. That's part of the experience for me. Um, although fast forwarding to the commercials can be nice. So because um, then I listen to the podcast too, the Rob as a podcast. The podcast. smartest so, guys around. Uh, I've not made it through all of those this week yet, uh, leading up to tomorrow. Uh, so I have to get caught up in those as well. So uh, those are the two shows, House of the Dragon. I like House of the Dragon more. I think I don't know if I said that here. Uh, not that like it has to be a comparison between those two, but I think I like the drama more. I will say that the Lord of the Rings show has better visuals, but like that's nice. That's not really what I'm there for when I'm watching TV. I don't want the storytelling and the drama. Um, Lord of the Rings show is fine. I don't have an issue with it. I just don't think when you, when you do compare it, I'm just more like like. House of the Dragons like a page turn. I don't want to. I don't want to stop watching it. Like I can right. take a break from the Lord of the Rings show. Uh, we finished uh, Rings of Power. It was very good. Uh, certainly visually pleasing. Um, I'm. I. Ha- I don't think I've watched the House of the Dragon since the NFL season started. Um, just that's yeah, that's kind of the way things. It's it's difficult because it comes out on Sundays and then you're like all behind. Yeah. And then like you have yeah. new shows popping up. It's just it's really hard. Um, the thing you didn't answer in, in the ways I asked, but okay, whatever. Um, I kind of want to watch the Weird Al movie. I I'm you know I'm a little bit interested. Um so I kind of want to see you that. Like Weird Al? No, but I I'm I like stories like I like, you know, like documentaries like are stories. cool. I I don't know what the Can like Can you name movie. a Weird Al song? Um the only one I can one? name is um the or the, like the, a parody that he did. Yeah, the spoof on American Pie that he did for the first Star Wars movie. That I that okay. song I always remembered. But um, I I don't know is it is it a biopic like when it's a movie about somebody's real life is that what the word is? Um, I like movies like it, that. What else would it be? No, I don't know the name. That's what I'm asking. I don't. I, it's not like an autobiography. Oh, okay. or, like I, I'm asking if that's what it, what that kind of movie is called. I like movies like that. Like documentaries are cool, but I like a movie that's based on like a real person's real life, which is what this is. So I want to like learn some something. You know, learn, learn about where I recognize it's a movie, but like I'm interested in that. Um, so I'm, you know, we'll see. Uh, still got all the shows uh, normally. Something I would recommend to watch. Uh, we watched The Mole on Netflix. The Dude, I love the OG mole. Did you yeah. ever watch that back in the day? Of course. I love the I, 
I love those so. They were like honestly, my, it might have been my favorite show. Those they, they so, were so good. Anderson Cooper and everything. Yeah. To tie all this together, um, over at BTB when the Cowboys played the Commanders, I had Dalton Ross on um, to preview the game because he's a Commanders fan. Dalton Ross covers reality television for entertainment. Um, does a great Survivor write up every week that I send to Brandon that he never reads. Whatever. Um, and he's awesome. And he recommended after we stopped recording, we were just chatting. He said, "Dude, the new season of The Mole that's on Netflix is really, really, really good." <laughs> So we watched it. Watch it. It's a little reality TV ish. Like you got, you gotta like, you gotta surrender some like sense of actual reality to enjoy the show because it's a little cheesy. But mm-hmm. it is very, very classic OG The Mole. I highly recommend. Okay. It. Yeah, so. The Mole was great, and I was a bummer that I didn't get to last uh, like some other shows have for a long time, like Survivor. Um, watch survivor people come on if you're not watching it you're missing out it's such a low barrier of entry too i feel like it's so like like there's it's just appeal especially if you're a sports fan like i feel like it's just such a natural thing to like Like, there's strategy involved there's physical competition and it's i I think people get like scared off because of the reality label because i think people think of reality they think of shows like the bachelor which are also i'm not trying to crap on those shows i'm just saying like they're that's just more of its own thing to me where I think Survivor like blends genres and audiences. There's people who like like it for the reality aspect. There's people who like it for the physical competition mm-hmm. aspect. So people who also might watch like the challenge, for example. Like there's it's it's a it's a melting pot, I would say. I would also you didn't even mention this. The social dynamic is what makes it social. But that's that's my favorite element of Survivor is like there the is social gameplay. There for everyone in Survivor. You can't tell me like there's oh there's just nothing here for me. No, there's absolutely some aspect of that show you will enjoy. I guarantee it. Watch it. And um like my son is um he's almost one but like i would watch like this truly is like the most like it's difficult to find a show that like the whole family can watch and enjoy equally this is yeah. up there. like like the whole family can get something and it's like a cool and, and I, tell me if you agree or disagree and then we'll get out of here the fact that it lands on wednesday nights is like Yo. a sweet spot like because because it's 100%. like it's like wednesday night we're, we're, we're over the hump tomorrow's thursday the good vibes are here like yeah, whatever it's, it's just it's a perfect collection of emotion especially during the fall just adds to it. You're 100% right. Um, yeah, because what else is going on on Wednesday night? In the, in the, you're, I mean, I don't uh, know Lego Masters, which I also recommend. Lego Masters is okay, really cool. Sure. So with Will Arnett, uh, I feel like I can do a Will Arnett impression like decently, terribly, um, but we, not ooh, great. Let's hear it. I need something to read though. I'm not good at like I'm not good at doing impersonations because I don't know what to say. Like I can do the voice, but I can't. I don't. I need like I need to read off like a line because I'm I'm not going to be able to. I'm not good at thinking on my feet, which is you, you know uh, podcaster. They cast Will Arnett to be uh, the, the voice of Batman in in, uh, in the Lego Batman movie, and um you know my agent. I you know I was in the Entourage movie, and uh, and I, I was I was considering it, but you know I just I'm too I'm too dedicated to my craft, and you know I, I just I all my I I wake up and it's it's grind, and and I and I when I'm done grinding I, I eat lunch, and then when I eat lunch I'm, I'm watching film and when i'm done watching film i go work out because you know you, you got it's it's a relentless pursuit of, of excellence that that's that's how you know maybe maybe when i'm maybe when i retire but hope, hopefully that's a long time from now he, you know what i mean uh last thing i'll say is shout out to my friends uh, alex and ivy i'm visiting them in boston which is why my background is different if you're watching the youtube version for a little mini vacation during the mini bye week for the eagles um i have keiko their dog here uh, where i'm pointing now and then i have monster over here uh, some great dogs. I love boxers specifically, so mm. uh, extra happy to see Monster. Sorry, Keiko, but you know, um, I will give a shout out to one of your friends too. Shout out to Holden and his Philadelphia Phillies <laughs> oh, no. that got worked in my Houston Astros. Um, <laughs> so you know, He's Holden, may, 
maybe uh yeah maybe don't write a check that your team can't cash Holden. that's all i'm saying you know because you, you tried to do that you lost you know I, i'll give you a lot of credit for living up to you know the phillies losing with with a payoff something you know that you've done feel that your twitter profile picture what has holden done what what honor does holden have you know just talking endless crap you know he didn't and make a bet with you <laughs> i'm just saying like if you lose you know there should be some sort of payoff like you know like mm-hmm. i'm just saying i'm 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 open for business holden if you want to atone for for your misgivings on this situation All right. um wow um okay brandon uh let's get out of here give us three random <laughs> more we don't need to do more no, no no three i actually have been told by people that they enjoy this this part of the show um okay. but, but i want to pick something different three random okay songs you're, you're at a you're getting frozen yogurt you've already gotten mm. the yogurt portion right like whatever flavors are irrelevant here you can pick mm-hmm. three general toppings for your froyo. What are they? I don't Go. even know like what toppings are available generally. Um, I'm not really a fruit guy, so I can't do that. I, in my mind, maybe there's chocolate chips there. Okay, I'll go with that. Okay. Um, maybe there's some kind of like crushed up peanut. Oh my gosh, the suspense! You you disconnected right for a moment. You said recording. You disconnected. Oh, okay, so you said you said chocolate chips, and then we lost you. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, peanut butter, like crushed up peanut butter cups or peanut butter chips. Uh, and then um, a third one. Uh, these are all going on the same thing or I'm just... Yeah, all same thing. Oh, man. Well, it's not really random then. I want these to kind of work at some level. Um, what else would even be there? Uh, can I say whipped cream? No. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't I don't go to a frozen yogurt place very often. I don't know what else would be there. Allow me to suggest um, like crushed up oreo bits or m&ms something like that okay sure yeah there you go m&ms i'll go with m&ms all right um go cowboys and nobody else brandon last word belongs to you pick a word word monster